welcome back again to the Stub Club, a movie podcast by movie fans for movie fans. I ate a lot of Chick Fil A and I am bloated. I'm also, I'm also Casey. That was too soon, brother. Too soon. Uh, wait, was that a joke? That, it looks like you literally are gasping for Oh, I thought that was like a a um George Floyd joke. I wouldn't joke about that, man. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Uh, make sure your thing's plugged in and on. It looks like it's uh, going in and out. Is it on? Is it on? Oh, okay, it's good. Cool. Yes, it is. Um, so thank you for coming back again. I do appreciate it. Uh, you're Xavier, by the way. I am. And I'm Casey. Uh, as you can tell, we are a little squirreled today. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this. Been trying to. Let me see. Should be good. We're trying to. Um, Finish off this quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. Quad. Quadrilogy. Quad. Quad. Quadrilogy. Of the uh, series of Ip Man. And we're here today to discuss Ip Man 4. Hopefully a little less squirreled as this first minute was. Um, so, right off the bat, let's talk about how. Let's just go ahead and say that. Or I'll go ahead and admit that this review or this uh, review for me or discussion is going to be a little biased, just because we saw we actually saw actually we got we both you me and my wife we actually went and saw this in theaters yes in December actually or was it I want to say December yeah because it came like either December or January I think it was like December nineteenth or something like that I want to say probably somewhere in there um because I saw nineteen seventeen on Christmas Day with the family. Well, we did see this in theaters. We drove, what, like 40, 50 minutes to go see this. Yeah, I forgot where. It's somewhere close to Carrollton. Yeah, it was pretty far up north. Um, But I say bias because, and this has happened a few times, and it's always a great magical, I would say magical thing for for it to happen to people, is when you go into a movie that, A, you want to see, B, you're with people you want to see it with, but number three, which rarely happens nowadays, because people are on their phones and distracting. But three, which makes it magical ingredient. Well, okay, hold on, wait. Three, you get the popcorn. You know all the stuff that you really like. But four, here we go. Four. Okay, now it's a list of four. Is when the audience is in. They're all paying attention, and there's just energy. It's that energy of being that you know. You know what's you what you're ready for. You know that you're you're just ready to buckle down because you know that this is the fourth installment. The that just the they're buying into the premise. It's the people are there to watch it, not there to just casually waste time. And plus, it's Ip Man Four. Not a lot of people really know the series, but when you get when you go into the movie theater and people are there and they're not all of them, I'll say, but. There's just energy. So, yeah. like for example, Avengers Endgame, almost inevitable, almost inevitable not to have energy in that theater opening night. But you know, spoiler alert! But third act when Cap gets Thor's hammer, there was some crazy energy oh, yeah. in the theater when that that last really that last fight with the you could say the Trinity, the Trinity, the Iron Man, Thor, and Cap fighting Thanos. There was so much energy surrounding that just people cheering and the oh the ooh the yeah the, all those little things they just and we when or when somebody makes a joke 
specifically when we saw this movie somebody made like making fun of a a white racist character on screen like you stupid bitch or you know and everybody's laughing we're just thinking I, normally I would think that shut up that's distracting but just in the moment just because the character was so so racist and stupid and, and a stupid little white girl yeah it's just it worked and yeah obviously there there is in comedies I guess you could say comedies is different because people laugh and laughing can be distracting quote but if you have a bunch of people laughing at something and it, it really is funny, sometimes just f- it's, it makes it even funnier because people are enjoying it. Yeah. Or people, or, or a person's laugh. Sorry, my dog. Uh, by the way, life update. We got a dog. <laughs> Remy's uh, chewing a stick like crazy. She's going ham. Really, though. But, uh, you know, the whole energy about the whole thing about uh, It Man 4, I-, I could sense it. But I was more proud of the fact that I went into... When we went and sat in the theater, I saw so many, like, uh, so many variations of races. Yeah, there was. I was like, I walked in, I was like, <laughs> oh. For, exa- for for a reference, Xavier is African-American. <laughs> I, uh, and I am a white man. <laughs> I'm not being racist, but I know. No. I'm, I'm saying, like, to the point where I don't. I've never seen black people that actually like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like sitting there. I'm just there's very few of us that like mm-hmm. it, but I saw so many African American faces like mine. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, has this movie touched your souls? And like they and they were the ones that were loud a little bit and into it. And I thought it was hilarious because they called that white. Uh, the character's name is actually Becky, which oh, we'll yeah. get to later. But first of all, her name's Becky. But Becky, when she's like, hit that bitch, you know, just I'll get her. That, like that stuff was hilarious. Was, it just made it so funny. much more fun. I love it. I love reactions like that. Instead of people like, you know, people sitting there behind you talking the whole time. But like instead of that, they're just like in it. They're in it. Yeah. With you trying to immerse yourself into it. Yeah. But that, that, ex- that whole experience right off the bat made this movie much more fun to watch. Just the, like I said, just the energy in the room. People wanted to see it. People were, people obviously been following one, two and three. Cause the way that's just the way they were reacting with the screen and the characters, you could tell. They kind of knew how Ip Man works. They kind of, they kind of understand Donnie Yen. Obviously, he can actually fight, but just they, you could tell they really, we, we all collectively appreciated what was going on on screen. That was super fun. Uh, Hands down, hands down for me. I don't know about you, but probably one of my best theater experiences in the last like two years. I can agree with that because I mean. You know, most of my experiences were seeing, trying to escort people that were being loud out of their theater. <laughs> but, you know, on a side note, I mean, that was really cool. I mean, it was Avengers, that, and I believe um, Mad Max as well. Mad Max. There's a, there's one I can't, there's a couple more I can't think of. Uh, I'll have to make a list because I really want to keep a list of just great theater experiences that go on. The movie, the movie might, like, even now, the movie might be, like, okay to watch i would probably wouldn't even rewatch it but i go but the theater experience put it on a whole another level it just it, it really does raise the bar of the, the it really is the movie theater going experience that's really what it's all about and if we didn't have the damn phones in the first place there'd be like 90 percent less distraction but alas let's talk about it man 4 finally um where do you want to start <laughs> I guess, um, Richard, we could probably start at the beginning. 
you know, it, the beginning doesn't really start out like you would think it would. You know, it's him practicing on the dummy. Mm-hmm. It starts out like, you know, first with a flashback, or, or I guess a flash forward. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, 1964 at the San Francisco Karate Tournament. Yes, Karate Tournament. And it's just that famed Karate Tournament, that famed Karate Tournament that Bruce Lee showed his famous one-inch punch mm-hmm. and he just yeah, demonstrated Jeet Kune Do to yeah. the world pretty much. But I mean that, that I like that I like that scene. Well, whenever we get to it, mm-hmm. but that was a really cool scene. Which anyways. is this is also the same actor that played Bruce Lee in the last one, or you know had a little short introduction in Ip Man Three where I want to be your student. He's like eh, not yet, and they had a little cigarette thing, which is super super cool to watch. Um, so yeah, we finally get Bruce Lee, and <clears throat> shortly after that. That f- I mean, now it's a flashback a month before, and that man is in the doctor's and he finds out he has cancer from uh, so many cigarettes. Oh, and he's like, The doctor's obviously saying the most obvious thing stop smoking cigarettes. And does it man take that advice? Nope, nope. Uh, just shows to go, it just goes to show that uh, there's a little bit of stubbornness in all of us, and some things we just don't want to ever give up. He's kind of, I mean, he's kind of like his wife, his wife was a little stubborn too, yeah, but I mean, you know paying homage to reflecting on his about his wife you know uh, he, he knows that he lost his wife and you know now he's worried about his son yeah and what's gonna happen next because he lost his wife so suddenly and now it's his time yeah you know and this and this from it man three to it man four there's always a big gap of time because now we're in we're actually post bruce lee student phase we don't even get to see bruce lee training at all and the son is older, uh, even though he's still a teenager. Looks like it might be ten years or so. Doesn't really doesn't really tell us the timeline here. Or plus, like I mentioned before, it's the this Ip Man's wife was pregnant. Ip Man too, and that baby doesn't even exist. So, uh, this baby is the timeline, the ages. They don't really matter. Um, but that was an interesting choice. I didn't I, because obviously Bruce Lee. And it men are kind of known for each other, I guess you could say, in that not seeing that. Uh, we saw the introduction, but not seeing the journey, I guess, and just kind of seeing the end result of Bruce Lee's post career, post it man. Yeah. Was an interesting uh, creative choice for sure. Uh, <laughs> right off the bag, this movie gives us. <laughs> I, I want to say, I'm trying to be nice, but probably like the dorkiest black character I've, Billy. Seen, I've seen in quite a while. What, as a as a man, as a man of that color, what did, what did you think of that representation on screen? Okay, the fro, it was tight. The it fro, was. The fro was there. Not that I can relate, but, but it was tight I, indeed. I don't know why they, I guess they made him sound so generically white because white foreign devil, you know, yada, yada, that's the, I'm everybody from America sounds the same, y'all, America, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that representation, I feel like they missed with that. Is they could have chose a different voice. But that might be his voice. He, I mean, he even kind of had a funny look to him. He did. But it's fine. I actually thought for a second he was like half Asian, half black. But I think he was full black. My Asian brother. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Big, big, big one negative is you caught the dude Billy. He sounds so <laughs> white. He sounds worse than me. Uh, and that's not very good. Yeah, I mean Casey's a Hawaii name too, but you know I don't even want, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> like my name. So, um, one thing I did like about the movie is 
obviously kind of kickstarts off this relationship with Ipching and Ip Man is um, obviously mom is not here anymore. But uh, even even when mom was around and Ip Man, you know, was kind of going through those marital issues, especially in Ip Man 3 that we saw that they tried to work out towards the end of her life, uh, according to the movie, of course, not in real life, was Remy, hush. Um, was just this now this new because now according to the movie it's just him and his son so there's obviously going to be a big mom-shaped hole for their life and how they're going to navigate it yes how they navigate and relate to each other really just what the relationship is like as a father and a son a single father and a son i guess you could say because roles kind of change expectations change and how the grieving works and space and comfort and also um you know giving space but when do you you know then puberty and then the um holding close and loving someone you know all those all those crazy little nuances that make up a person and their relationships and their life is we could see too too much of that um how they kind of pulled apart a little bit but you can expect it was a lot of it was kind of just an effect of mom being away yeah i mean i do understand that i i understand it personally yeah we both do so i mean yes we both do it was kind of hard to watch oh yeah that that part you know i felt the i i realized that the anger yeah i was like because he's shut off he's he's not really at room but you know ip ching shut off in his little room and Mm -hmm. i just you know i mean you both can just leave me alone i don't need you but obviously we need you more than ever yeah because you know, we're so vulnerable and hurt you close that door and you're just like hitting the hitting the air it's like <laughs> <laughs> i can just think of somebody finds it <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though because you know it chingas kid we were a kid and we don't know we don't know how to navigate all these fields we should we should be doing kid things and now we have to navigate all these emotion and circumstance, really adult circumstances, such as losing a parent or, you know, learning learning how to talk to an adult or how to, you know, all these different things. Not that Ipching shouldn't be maturing, but, you know, he just kind of just thrust it into this world of single dad yeah. and him and they're kind of poor and what are we going to do? And now he's got, now he's acting out at school and he gets expelled. Just angry at the world, pretty much. You know, life isn't fair. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess that's kind of like what that generic feel would be like, you know, thinking that, you know, the world's against you. Yeah. But my dad's not giving me the attention I need, so. He must be also be against me. Yeah. All of that. All of that anger. It's just, that's a lot to pint up inside. But, I mean, you get, you, you fight at school and pretty much, you yeah. know. Lose your temper, which they didn't. They didn't explore all of this really too much, but it's in the first like about five ten minutes. Um, so this whole movie really is about Ip Man being a dad to Ip Ching by going to America. Which side note, trivia side note, trivia side note, um, he never actually went to America, um, but in the movie he goes to America to find a school for his son because he knows he's not going to be there forever. Obviously not because he has cancer. That's this whole movie. This whole movie is about that. And it man just being at the weird place at a weird time and just stepping in yeah. here and there, stepping in here and there. Kind of being a little bit of a voice of reason for the Chinese yeah. over there in San Francisco because, you know, it's just, like you said, you don't live here. 
pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so he goes to America, and then, lo and behold, we see, oh, well, it's, oh, so this was interesting that um, Fatso, or Bob's <clears throat> old friend, Ip Man, comes by and says, hey, we watch Ip Ching while I go to America to find him a school, and also to see Bruce Lee. Uh, he's like, sure, yeah, no problem. And then Bob's just takes the backseat this movie. We don't see mm-hmm. Bob's as much as we did in the other previous three films, which... Uh, super humble of the actor to say yes to the role if he hadn't signed a contract to say, yeah, I'll come back to play the side role because I love this franchise or this yeah. little mini franchise, whatever you want to call it. But um, I, did, I didn't think about this the first time I saw it, but him going to America and seeing all his old friends and seeing their big houses and their big, you know, it's a callback to the first one when they had all that and they then they lost all that. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to America seeing... Oh, there's success over here. They just they have everything we used to have, but I now I don't have, and now I'm struggling. I'm sure that was a. Obviously, you can tell it. Yeah, they didn't really explore that too much. Actually, now think about it. No, Master Law was the only one that because he was he was introduced to us in the second film, the second Ip Man, and uh, he I don't know if he he was probably on a lower tier too. Like they, no, he I was mean, he was yeah. still above, but mm-hmm. he was still you know lower than all the other masters pretty much but all of that success that went on in america and or specifically in san francisco and all these other different types of um martial arts uh excuse me i keep saying uh i'm trying not to <clears throat> becoming a success in san francisco just led to more politics it led to more people in power with more people getting to their head and thinking they're the shiz and just more politics, more politics, more politics. It also led to just being them being more aggressive. Yeah, you know how are you going to assume something happened, but you don't know the full story. How are you going to assume someone's against you already? Yeah, and you call forth the master of that said person to basically rattle the cage or yeah. try to. You know, that just shows that you're a little bit too, a little bit too into it, and you need to just slow down and think about what you said. Rapid success, I'm sure, just gets to the head. Probably. Especially if some, imagine like someone just becoming superstardom, you know, in a period of week, months, from zero to hundred. Just that would totally mess with that person's head. Well, I mean, upon I mean, I guess upon it man's arrival to San Francisco, uh, he goes. He's introduced to the Chinese Benevolent Association. Mm-hmm. They are the Basically, the association to help all Chinese get what they need started in America. Yeah. And they're the staple for that. Specifically, just for the... So you can have the diplomatic, you know, kind of footprint that you need, mm-hmm. you know. But they he goes into this room, you know, he sees Master Law. And Master Law is all giddy, like, oh... It man, yeah, got to come here. We have to introduce you to everyone, and he goes around the table, big old table. I mean, big old table. I want one of these. <laughs> like it's one of the tables where it rotates in the middle of the t- and has a glass piece at the top, kind of basically a traditional table that uh, the Chinese use to rotate uh, food around the mm-hmm. table. And but everybody's there. There's I think nine nine masters. I think so. Nine masters sit around his table. You know, they come in, you, and they're literally just sitting there staring him down. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's being respectful and saying hello, hello. You know, thank you for loving me. Thank you for having me. 
All uh, these sorts of things. As you're sitting there snooty, you know, that little eyebrow raise, like, <laughs> look at this guy. Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> want to slap them all. <laughs> you want to slap them all. Literally, everybody needs a slap. Everybody begging for a slap. <clears throat> I love... I, I, but when... Um, what's that? Uh, Master Juan uh, kind of rebuttals him and says, you know... Uh, your student is trying to teach martial arts to all these Westerners, and uh, it should stay in the community. And why is he thinks he's the voice of all of us together? He should, can you know, talk to us and let us decide together. And you know, he wrote a book, and why she's why is he doing that? You need to control him. I can't believe that he went straight for that. It's like he had no respect for it man in the first no. place. He didn't want to talk about what he came there for originally, and no. just immediately started attacking him. It's like, but my, I taught my student, yes, yeah. but he's his own man. He's like, and it is well. This book is well written. He's like, why? Why wouldn't you want to teach martial arts to the world? And you know, I guess Master Wan just thinks it should stay. I don't know. I don't really understand his point of view. It's, it was probably just out of you know keeping it in that one circle, keeping it in Chinatown. Why? Why should the whites learn kung fu? They think they're cool. They're not foreign devils. Foreign devils. Um, but I love Edman's Edman's response is like. That's a bit too dramatic. Yeah, he's sitting there, but <laughs> he's like, so calm. Thank you. <laughs> he's literally so calm. He's sitting there. He's wondering, why is he coming at me sideways like this whenever- I just can, got here. Whenever we can show the world what we're actually about, we yeah. have a chance. But yeah. Master Wan, you know, he was like, nah. Excuse me. Especially when you get the stage such as the United States. The United States, not that you know we are the center stage, but you know it is known as the land of opportunity. Yeah. You get freedom of speech. You get all these things in. You get the freedom of expression. You get to do whatever you want, such as teaching kung fu. True. Um, and after that little rebuttal, obviously, we get the little, I call it the tea fight. I don't know what else to call it, where he's he puts the tea on the little the little center table, and yeah. they're pushing the little center thing back and forth, and it cracks. Yeah. I mean, you can call it a tea fight. I, I don't mean, know what else to call it. It's the tea table fight. The tea table fight. But, like, I mean, literally, they're sitting there, you know, both the people know. I mean, it, it sets that point to, you know, that they're the two guys. They're the guys that are the top masters. That's true. And, you know, the table breaking is just the icing on the cake right there. Yeah. Hmm. I love it. <laughs> uh, so following that, get dinner with Bruce Lee. Or actor, you know, he goes and watches Bruce. Bruce performs. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin Fradel, I think his name Freighter. was. Freighter. watches and says, this is a bunch of stage stuffed balonies. I think he's in the Navy or something. Just another gook dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dinner with Bruce. Uh, some of Bruce's buddies come in, and then we have a little fight outside with some white dudes. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> they came into the diner and just like, hey, I liked your, I liked your stuff you were dancing. It looked like. And just like, <laughs> you know, that typical white trying to make fun of them, trying yeah. to get them a rise out of them. It's like, hey, and then, you know, Bruce Lee says so cool. It's like, Immediately respectful. Let's take it outside. And he already knew what yeah. was up. Yeah. So Bruce fights three of them, kind of kicks their ass really quick. Then he fights a guy in the alleyway, which was a little drawn out now that I rewatched it. But, um, you know, they kind of do back and forth. He beats him, obviously. <laughs> that white dude just looking all sad and kind of di- disappointed and hurt and just gives, it just puts his thumb up to the camera. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> that was so cheesy, bro. Oh, that, that, was, that was so funny. That was. Yeah, that's a little funny. <laughs> but he did it like he's got Sverre with his mouth open and like <gasps> yeah. I was like, What? You kicked my ass. <laughs> it's like okay. Um after that we get 
kind of my first favorite scene of the of the movie, which is Ip Man touring a school for Ip Ching and waiting for the principal. And the principal says that this is like a this letter of recommendation is more of like a referral. While you would still need a letter of recommendation, um, if you wanted to, if you had some extra cash, you could make a, uh, I don't know, $10,000 donation to the school and be on the board. And then we could just, you know, look over the recommendation. I was just like, isn't this 1964? And this a white cracking lady's asking for $10,000? Look at her. That's a lot of money today. That is. But hey, if you got a private school... I mean, I guess you can ask for whatever you want. I just thought that was, that was what is $10,000 in the 60s? Probably 100000 Oh, That's what I was going to say. Around there. Somewhere around there. What the f? I mean, pretty much. That's a lot of money. I mean, and you know what? Here's the thing, Xavier. This is still a reality today because we're just now, we're now. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing a podcast. Can you stop? Remy, sit down. Sorry. Um, I mean, we're just going. We just heard about you know all these celebrities doing the college scandal, paying paying their kids to get into a college. Oh yeah, this that's is right. still a thing today. I mean, not not that this was illegal, but I don't actually know if she was actually referring to something illegal in this. Probably not. She was just trying to get some money out of somebody. Probably, but it, this is the thing. That is a thing. I mean, I mean, I had to struggle, you know, through college, <laughs> but they's like, here, take this money, Remy. <laughs> Sorry, the new pup is just everywhere. Come over here. Come here, pups. Um, so the, the, my favorite scene is whenever um, Master Juan's daughter, Yona, is doing... Um, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. Cheerleading. And she wins head cheerleader of the away games. And Becky the... <laughs> Becky the white blondie. The stupid blonde. Says, why does she get to do it? Makes this big scene, right? After school, she confronts... Beck, or she confronts Yona, and Yona's like, or she called, what'd she call? She call said, her like some pale face, blonde. No, no, but, but Becky called, said something like, You all try to come over here and take everything away from us and go back to your country and all this stuff. And obviously, you're just like, I want to see. She did call her out, like, she did call her a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, she called her a pale face, and I guess that's why they call them blondes, because you're dumb or something like that. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, you tell them, Yona. <laughs> But the scene where now it's like at the back of the school where nobody's around apparently, and uh, if you can hear my wife in the background, she's studying for her final. So I'll give her a blessing this once, woman. Sorry, um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, wife, lovely wife. Oh God. <laughs> um, just how that Becky got her little jock friends. Say hey Billy or hey Johnny, if you want to come beat up this oh, Asian boy. girl with me, I'll give you some booty tonight. Yeah, like you like you said, that was like a little disturbing. But the guys, the guy, the guys coming up, and it is like all of those guys literally for one for one girl. You gotta be kidding me! Exactly. <laughs> they once the guy started grabbing Yona, I was like, oh dude, it's it's one thing if a girl fighting a girl, you know, what have you want? But you're a, four dudes and you got her hands behind her. You're a little piece of shit. Oh, yeah. After that, you just want anything to happen to them to be the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah, definitely. So they beat her up, throw her against her fence. Becky cuts her hair. Um, Ip Man's coming. Or actually, Ip Man's looking far away. And then the fight is real close. And Yona's about to get her hand severely hurt through yeah. this fence by this white dude slamming it on purpose. And she gets pushed out of the way. And you see this 
black sleeved hand cut through and take the damage. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I came, baby. <laughs> shit. <laughs> and you see, it's it, man. Remy, sit down. You're killing me. It's not a toy, it's a microphone. Um, <laughs> she keeps biting the microphone. Sit. Um, obviously, he whoops their ass. And then he's like, he even tells the dudes, put down the hockey sticks. Please put it down. They're like, no, then they swing, and he. I love how Edmund twists it, pulls it, slaps him in the ass with the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, go home to your mom. Go on, get. <laughs> It'd be funny if you said that. Go on, go get. on, get. That'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, I loved. That was my first. That actually, that was probably one of the first like big moments in the theater. Where everybody's like, yeah, cheering a little bit because get that bitch. I heard somebody <laughs> say something like that. Cause, I, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was so funny. But, but I mean, like, I like that. You know. It man like came to the rescue because I was like, oh man, she's gonna get beat up. Her dad's gonna get mad. You know, yeah. leave alone. But you know, I like how they instantly connected. Yeah. Even though like it man never mentioned a letter of recommendation or anything, she brought it up. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But that connection that they had, even though she, even though he saved her, it was that automatic, you know, niceness. You know, just well, let's be friends. Yeah. Come on. I mean. You're my uncle now, Uncle Ip. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. And she does it. I want to find her name. I'm sorry, I should have had this pulled up. Um, her name is Vanda Margraf. So, but yeah. You said this is her first film, right? This is her first. According to IMDb, this is her first film, and I think she did a damn good job. Yeah, she was. She was really good. She. You could uh, definitely feel some chemistry. Oh yeah. Between her and Ip Man and. You know, he's kind of sitting with her in the bus, and she's like, "Will you, uh, it man? Will you do the back of my hair and make it neat?" Because she's already like embracing this new look. She's like, "See, if it was a white girl, she'd be bawling over her hair." Oh yeah. But she's like, "Whatever, we'll get over it. Let's just get home." And he's escorting her home, and it just really worked. She worked very well for this film. I, I liked it. I liked that fact. And then you know, the, um, what was it? So they, it man and Yona. They get off the bus and go to the Chinese Benevolent Association where Mr. Wan is waiting there. He's actually in a stance for Do some, tai chi. Med- some Tai Chi meditation. And she comes in and introduces. She's like, hey, this is my, this is Uncle Ip. <laughs> and he he's instantly opens his eyes like, oh, oh you again. I heard, I heard about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're meeting again. Oh, yeah. Meeting again. This is a you again. But, uh. They take take that. He kind of, I guess, he already starts taking it to offense once he sees, hey, once he sees her hair, immediately just starts going off and uh, basically, basically, kind of actually going off like it man did with uh, his son Ching, yeah, a little bit. But I mean, Mister Wan, he didn't really understand too much. He was he was being a little bullheaded the whole time talking to her and. Uh, Ended up smacking her, just like yeah. it, it meant smack Ching. Hold on, I gotta take this dog out. She's staring at me. One sec. And we're back. Okay, so, um, yeah, you know, once he looks up and sees it, man, he's like, <sighs> I "Thought I was done with you," <laughs> which clearly it wasn't. Which now, and I wrote this down because it was interesting. Uh, it man's really first fight isn't until forty-five minutes to the movie. Which is just a kind of friendly match. That's true. And uh, you would have thought, well, depends. Uh, depends just how the Ip Man movies have kind of been. 
whenever Bruce Lee does that fight outside, it man actually watches from the inside the diner. So, but you would you would have thought that maybe that Bruce Lee might need help, and it man would have stepped in, or mm-hmm. but no, he it was all Bruce Lee. Yeah, I mean, whenever I guess whenever they had Master One and Master Yip had their fight, I was I was a little bit surprised that they took that route to wait that long for you know the the main guy to get into anything. Yeah, but like I said, like I told you earlier, I was surprised that It Man didn't go. Like they didn't go a different route whenever Bruce Lee was fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I thought Itman was going to come in because they were going to try and, like, get him from behind, and Itman just shows up yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. No, they didn't do that. They didn't do that at all, and uh, which I'm not disappointed. It went a good way. Mm-hmm. I was I was sitting there the whole time. I was like, here yeah. we go. It's, just, it's always something like that, though, in, in the movie, the, the previous movies. Um, but but um, they're, literally, they're literally having a friendly match just to get a recommendation letter. Yeah, I mean – He's what he said. What did he tell Mr. Uh, Master? Ip? He's told him straight up. He said, "Well, don't use my daughter to get a recognition." Yeah. It's like really, he didn't, you don't even know the story. Uh, he wouldn't even listen. I was like, "Really, you're gonna make that assumption that he brought your daughter here just to get a rec- letter of recommendation?" Yeah. So doesn't make any sense. But that that fight between them was actually really good, even yeah. though it was just a friendly match. No one's trying to really hurt anybody, Mm-mm. and. uh he was still a little bit more respectful for it, especially because his arm, whenever he saved uh, Yona, mm-hmm. and he already saw that he had an injury, and he's like, don't worry about it, but he still, you know, changed it up. Right. One, one hand, combat, you know, let's see, keep going. But their whole fight was pretty good. It was well choreographed, too. You yeah. Know, just going head to head. and I love that uh, there's a point where, I don't know if he trips it, man, or gets him... But he, they're doing the one arm combat, and he like is flying forward. Oh yeah! And he stops. It just looks really cool. The shot. I know it's on a wire, but it looks super cool. I like. I like that too. He just straight up just stops it with one hand, gets back up. <clears throat> Actually, whenever he they both go down, they both hit each other. They go down, and uh, Master Wan does like a kick up. Uh, he does like a kick up, and then Master Yip does like this weird one handed like up two feet. It looked like he was a snake or something. It was kind of <laughs> weird. I was like. Oh, my spine. <laughs> what was that? My spine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but they get pretty pretty intense. You go back to the table. I thought that was pretty cool. They went back to the table. It's like, didn't that table have enough already? <laughs> yeah. It took me back to uh Ip Man Two with oh, uh, yeah. Master yes. uh, uh Z- Master Hung. Hung, yeah. I was like, is that a throwback? Is that like a friendly callback? I was like, I, how far we've come? I could just imagine that table was like, I already had round one. I don't want round two. <laughs> and then they had the earthquake. Oh, yeah, the random earthquake, which I guess California, known for earthquakes, pretty much that was, um, I mean, they couldn't leave it out. California had to be mentioned somehow. Oh, yeah, of course. Hollywood, yeah. Um, <laughs> so after that, we get this. Uh, so I don't remember the 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 student that is um, in the Navy. He was a it man's past student. I don't think so. I, I forgot the relation there. They they weren't really related. He was just a like a guy that met him, pretty much. And the basically all the, he was a student of somebody else's already. I guess I don't know who he who was teaching him Wing Chun though. I can't remember. I don't know if he was. They didn't really mention that because it wasn't it man. He said he'd been practicing for a couple of months or so. And it man just came there right. out of nowhere, so I don't know. They didn't mention any other Wing Chun master unless he was practicing it by himself. Yeah, just going off of it, or he 
or actually no, he was Bruce Lee's. Bruce student. Lee's, yeah, I'm about to say there so, it was. He's, he's Bruce Lee's student, and you know, so he knows it, man. Yeah, so that's, he that's that's, the he's, that's probably how he knows. Yes, him. he's like Sifu, Siku. Yeah, you no. Know. Um, so we get a show, this little showdown at the naval base with all these white racist sergeants, and uh, Colin Freighter, which <laughs> he looks kind of Asian. But he, he does. I told Xavier this. Colin looks. Colin looks. Uh, he he comes off and acts with his demeanor, like he was the non-white dude who hung out with the white rich kids in high school. <laughs> that look that that's that that's who he became. That's who he looks like. Uh, I mean, it is, and he sounds like it too. It's, yeah, you know, you know, basically. I'm slang. Colin Freighter. <laughs> I am a black belt of the Navy, 100 cadet, whatever. It's just like you're. <laughs> You're a douche. <laughs> that was funny, but you know, once he you see uh, you see him going onto the base and bringing the wooden dummy for Wing Chun, pretty yeah. much to show uh, the, the sergeant and everybody, pretty much like, hey, this is the wooden dummy. Take it what you will. Yeah. But I think that Wing Chun will be effective. Yeah. For us here in, in the Marines, and automatically, you know, here it comes. Enter in Scott Atkins. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it paints the U.S. Navy's uh, leadership very poorly. Oh, well, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was the Marines. Was it? Yeah, I thought it was the Marines. I thought they were saying they called it a naval base. It could I mean, be Marines. I, I know. I, I heard base, but I don't know. I mean, I know it's the Marines. Okay, I could be Cause wrong. Because I was just looking at their... Uh, oh. That scared me. I was like, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> Uh, that's I, it's a possibility. There's so many different. Um, can I help you? What do you need? Uh, your charger is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wife making a. Hey, why don't you pet your dog? She's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a weird little showdown, which is very separate from Ip Man's story at this point. Yeah. You're going, what is. Obviously, down, you're going, this is. Something's going to happen down the line. They're going to cross paths, but. Um, so after that, Yona expresses uh, kind of to Ip Man her frustrations with her dad. He doesn't listen. Um, everything I do is wrong, which is she's saying all the things that Ip Ching expressed to Ip Man before he left, which is, I'm always wrong. You're always right. This is never right when I do this. Uh, what if I do this? Nope, that's wrong. Everything, nothing works out the way you want it to, and I'm always wrong about everything. Yeah. So Ip Man's kind of reflecting and seeing from outside of his own relationship with his son the kind of issues that Yona and her dad has it's very similar to the those kind of issues that he's rubbing with against his son that's true and um it's kind of giving him some perspective which we don't internally see or he doesn't you know write about or do a voiceover monologue or something like that but uh yeah that was a Little interesting tad bit. Oh, she she gave him that recommendation letter too. Yeah, it was forged. Was here. he's like, this is this a sign? She's like, yeah, I know my dad's. And he tore it up. Yeah, I said, are you crazy? Don't you think your dad's gonna get angry? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not gonna do it out in outside of the will of. He actually wants Juan's respect enough that he would do it himself. Yeah, he wants him to understand. You know, yeah, my student can do what he wants and. I taught him, and now he's doing his own things. And um, what's so bad about it anyway? You yeah. Know? But uh, I think after that, we go. It, it comes to uh, the introduction of Becky's father. 
the INS officer. Oh yeah, she plays. They play victim. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Her, her and her mom were being super dramatic. Like, you need to get back here. He, he was all the way in D.C. I think. I think she said some. She said some. Some immigrant tried to mm. uh, smear our daughter or something like that. Ugh. He came all the way back from D.C. I think he's a copper. And he works with immigration. Yeah. The like, the whole thing with that is the mom. He came in the house. The mom immediately. What are you gonna do about this, Ronald? <laughs> <laughs> As she sits in like a bright yellow chair or whatever. I know. You're like, and she's wearing like a pink dress. You're like, ugh. It's like, how, how do you not man up to be a, per- a better person to just say? I attacked her, and I had a bunch of people attack her, too, and that's my fault. Dude, this is a thing I've been witnessing a lot in my real life, and also, even in movies such as this, circumstances, parents that think their kids can never do wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the kid is never, never has done, and I've I've been watching a lot of crime, uh, little document series on uh, YouTube. Actually, shout out to Jim Can't Swim. You should watch that. Is a great criminal psychology really? YouTube. Yes, Jim can't swim. Actually, I loved his videos so much. I support him on Patreon now really? to watch all of his extra content because it's that great. I'm actually kind of interested because it's only a, dude, what, what, what look. It's I'm a like, dollar. It's a dollar a month. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's and the dude, the dude makes such good content. He has forty four thousand Patreon supporters a month. Oh wow! Like it, it's really good. Anyway, but there's a lot of crazy things where like. This dude killed like his ex girlfriend and their parents for revenge, and his parents are like, just he's not guilty. He, he just had a bad day, and he, this is not like it's always. This is not like him. He would never do something. It's like you don't know the mind of a man. Well, see that, that comes that comes to like you know my, my studies in school. Yeah, you know the speaking of adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know, adolescence is a very complex mind in general. You don't know what's going to go on and what they're surprising, like what they have underneath that skin mm-hmm. or what's in their head. I mean, you just can't just sit there and deny that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're human. You've messed up. You should know that they can mess up too. Yeah. You should, you actually would actually, you would definitely probably like that. I'll, I'd recommend that for you. Um, sorry, that was a weird tangent. <clears throat> actually, actually, no, that was a good tangent. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, it's true though, like, what I put I put in my notes said Blondie's dad goes after Juan. <laughs> <laughs> I called her Blondie because she's so stupid. Not that Blondie's stupid. It's just that was her. That was her little nickname that Yona gave her. Since there's a lot of little racial terms in this one. Yellow, yellow. yellow I think he said gook. Yellow. Colin called him yellow bitches. Yeah, he did. At the end, he said, "Hey, yellow bitches." I was like, "Damn." And so the one thing I do appreciate is that this movie is made by. Uh, an Asian director. Yes. I don't know exactly where he's from, but, you know, and it's got all this cast, and they understand that this is a part of history that happened. And, you know, it may be still be relevant today. Yeah. But we can't just not beat around the bush. You know, this is what they called us. It's wrong. And uh, they look stupid and ignorant for it because it's wrong. <laughs> that is very true. That I mean, I look at it, I'm just like, now I look at it because we weren't going through all this at first until you know the whole pandemic thing. Oh yeah. And now, you know, I mean, people have been racist, but you know, you see all the videos, people posting it and stuff. And it's like, really? Yeah. Really. Especially now with this mask. Th- I'm tired of this mm-hmm. mask thing. I can't breathe. As of today, which is I forgot we're recording this, July 20th. Yeah. Tenant is delayed indefinitely, and people aren't wearing the mask, and we're not going to see movies this year in the theater. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is such a weird thing. And I'm playing too much Warzone. 
and I play with my friends and we win and it's fun, but I play too much and I have a dog and I'm married. He play. He says he plays too much, but he's good at it. Honestly, eh. Get, o- get over it. Eh. eh. Uh, am I? Eh. I'm good at it. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. <laughs> um. Okay, back to the movie. Uh. Oh yeah, Sergeant gets dramatic over Kung Fu again. He makes the dude and all of its team run 30 laps and he gets to run 30 extra. He's burning the Wing Chun wooden dummy and yeah. being a little I couldn't tell if he was really racist or not because he said this is the Marines. I don't. Well, he there's co- no color here. What did he say earlier? He he made, he because he, he was the very beginning. He was wrestling a black dude, and he said something. What did he call him? Uh, he said something. I can't. I know he said something racist. It was like a racist. Remark. Yeah. He said uh, something colored. Yeah. But it had to do with saying colored after the fact. It was it was a different word, but I yeah. can't remember exactly. So, he definitely. Gosh, Remy's staring at me. She wants a ball. She lost. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now Blondie's dad is somehow he gets some paper to go after Juan because there's suspicion that um, he might be bringing in immigrants and having them under fake aliases. Oh, snap. And this is the this is the night of the Chinese festival that's going on in right. Chinatown. And everything is kind of starting to unravel. Everything, everything's kind of starting to unravel, and it's to me. I was like, "This is that generic, you know, going back. Everybody, everything's about to start toppling down. Everything's starting to go out of sync. Yeah, and you're just like your guy will get ready for it, pretty much. Yeah, but you know, once you get to that point, the festival about to start. The INS rolls up to uh, Master Wands and the the Chinese Benevolent Association, and they go in there, goes around searching upstairs. And they see Master Wan. Master Wan's like looking, what's going on? Yeah. But in that shot, you see he has the uh, the signed letter for It Man Ready already. Right. I was like, okay, cool. So he realized his mistakes yeah. at that point. But uh, but we go upstairs. INS is like, hey, we're taking you in for questioning for all these supposedly illegal immigrants that they've yeah. been harassing them about for years already. You know, which is terrible and i'm sitting there thinking i'm like that's just really you don't have anything else better to do because your <laughs> daughter was a piece of crap and got her ass and, and all her friends <laughs> you're gonna go over there and do that that's ridiculous you might hear some noises in the background that's a remy she's playing ball now. But, um, but yeah that, that i felt i felt really bad for him i was like he could just take all of them out take take them and then billy, billy. works for the ins billy He's not really black. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, My brothers. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know if this was like some kind of like little mini plot twist that he also works for the INS, but he doesn't really, he's not really relevant too much, but he shows up more in this movie than he sh- probably should. He does. And, you know, I thought he was going to have like a bigger, if he showed up that much, I thought he was going to have like a bigger representation. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, he did help him out eventually. Yeah, because he gave him the heads up yeah. afterwards. But um, but pretty much after that, you go. We get started into the festival. The festival. It, well, actually, first of all, you see Gunnery Sergeant Geddes, mm-hmm. which is played by Scott Atkins. You see him talking to Chris, uh, or not Chris, Colin, Colin, yeah. Colin Freighter, Colin Freighter. <laughs> you see him calling, talking to him. It's like, well, we're gonna show them real karate. Go, I want you to go down to that festival and show them everything you got. He's like, I'll show them. I'll show those yellow, uh, 
I think I can't remember what he said. I know he didn't say yellow bitches until no, yeah. the actual festival. But he said, <laughs> I'll show them real combat karate. <laughs> real was, combat karate. I was like, take it easy, man. Your 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 mouth and everything. Yeah, I mean <laughs> super pronouncing the words it's, perfectly as much as he it's can. It's so funny. But it pans into the oh the festival. It, pan, it pans to the festival. It man standing in the crowd. Everybody's cheering on everything going on. They got the typical, the, you know, the dragon performing and the performers in the suit. You know, a real cool Chinese tradition going on. And you see it man. He's talking. He's he sees. Uh, I think he's he's who does he see first? Not Yona. Uh, Hartman. He yeah. sees Hartman. He's Hartman's trying to film for the research for his superior officer. Because he said he showed him everything and said that it was, you know, time for us to basically change. You know, let's yeah. incorporate Chinese let's, kung let's fu. Expand our martial arts yeah. program. Uh, and then he sees Yona. He waves at her. She comes over, and she's like, "Hey, uh, I saved you a seat." And you know, it man, he's so, he's so. I guess you could say he's so great at keeping his composure in every scene. It's kind of good. It's so good. And I love that about Donnie Yen. And, yeah. You know, it makes me think that It Man was actually a really calm person mm-hmm. in general. But, like, you know, he said, oh, no, I'm fine right here. I'm, I don't have to go sit yeah. there with the other masters. He doesn't need to be boastful about yeah. his position. But uh, eventually we get to the point where they start performing their martial arts and you see Colin Freighter. Colin Freighter. Come up with his bo- his his bad boy crew of karate. Of whiteies. Yeah, karate guys. They come up. They bring three, or actually four big old blocks of cement. And they're like, everybody's angry. Like, what are you doing up there? Get, Get off the off, stage. Get yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, he sits there, and he's like, I'm about to show you yellow bitches. <laughs> What real karate, what real combat is is like, oh my gosh! And everybody, and then he just sits there and he breaks through all four of them. Everybody's like, what? Yeah, what? What? I can't do that. I can't. But uh, but then you know he's like, oh, and then Master Law, Master Law is the first one to basically, yeah, you know. But he was he was kind of he was the first one. Was he the first one to fight it men in the second I think one? So. He was, I don't remember, uh, but he was like the first one to challenge. He's like, "You white devil, I'll show you." He's <laughs> like, "I'll fight you first And uh, he gets up there. He, I mean, he gets demolished like instantly. Like, he didn't even get a chance to even really throw a punch. He just instantly just got hit in the nose and he's down. Yeah, flies out the ring. He's like, "Why is it?" <laughs> but I love his comedic like standpoint. He just sits there. He's like, "Why is this the ring so small?" Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Why but, is there so small? But uh, everybody ends up, you know, all the masters, they're sitting there, they're strutting their stuff, showing, because, you know, you're not going to let anybody sit there and just come up in there into your celebration and try yeah. to say, well, you're not doing this right. Your combat's nothing. Mm-hmm. This is very, uh, especially like the second and third one with Twister. And then, oh, yeah. you know, if somebody comes and knocks a master out, another one goes in, and then another one goes yeah. in. It's until somebody beats him, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it didn't seem like Colin was like slowing down at all because, I mean, the lady, the the other master that came in, she, I mean, she stood up pretty good. She did, yeah. I was like, she did better than all the other masters yeah. pretty much. And, but, I mean, you know, it man had enough whenever he saw that Colin was just kept on hammering her. He was like, just enough. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool, like the, the string art that they used whenever Colin and him were fighting. It, like, stops in midair, just like a little block. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. There was, there was a cool fight. A lot of cool wire work and stop midair and 
throwing over. It was super dope. Yeah, I li- I like that a lot. The uh, but I mean the whole thing comes down to you know it man being the final person right. that he's gonna face. It man demolishes Colin, hmm. and you know I always see that to the point I'm just like. He comes on stage. You're you're in trouble now. <laughs> He's here. He's gonna take you out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that whole fight, they, they he brandishes him and takes him out, and shows that. Well, actually, uh, Hartman was sitting there filming the whole thing. He saw Hart, uh, Colin get just demolished. And he's just like, "I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna yeah, use this instead." Absolutely. But I mean, they ended up fighting that, and then they fight, and then they wheel him off to the infirmary, and. We've learned that Master Wan has been taken by the INS. Right. And then they're also rating. They're rating the whole. Um, like Billy comes and says, "Hey, they're going to be here tomorrow night to rate everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't be here." And of no. course, oh no, that's the same night I think actually because they're all they were all hurt because they were all hurt sitting around and then INS walks in and then all these people are gone. Oh yeah, and Billy's like got this stupid smirk <laughs> on his face. He's like. I did it's it. Like, yeah. We beat ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> That's the look he has on his face. Like, he just saved the world. But, I mean, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I was just like, wow, that the whole corruption ring of just, you know, it don't matter. Especially during that time, you know, you're if you're white, you're superior automatically. Yeah. Well, even even when the sergeant... Oh, Remy's I'm about to break something. Get whooped. Get her. Um, when the sergeant goes to get Juan to take him to the naval base to beat him in front of everybody, yes. he went to the police officers like, give him to me or something worse will happen to you. It's like, so now it's like superior dude on top of superior dude corruption. Honestly, I don't know what he could really do. He's a gunnery sergeant in the Marines. Besides just beating him, I don't guess. He could, I mean, he could beat him, <clears throat> but INS is a government job. Yeah. I mean, you're, you attack him, you could be in probably big trouble. Yeah. That he is, so, I mean... There's definitely a lot of white corruption in this yeah, movie, especially because it it because ha- you know what it happened. It did, and we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how this works. <laughs> you gotta give me a million dollars in my bank account by tomorrow. <laughs> but um, I mean, I felt bad for him. I was like, really? Why are you guys? You sitting there? You don't even know who even fought. Colin, first of all, you just like, hey, you're in this book and you're the head. Yeah. I'm going to take you. Who is it? Show me where he is. doesn't make any sense to me. And I was just like, how much of a man do you have to be? Like, how less of a man do you have to be to do that? And But I even though, you know, he can take care of himself, you know, it's Master One. He's a master already. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean. Once they do that, he takes Master Wan. They go. Master Wan accepts his, basically accepts his challenge. And, you know, what I liked about that part is that he sat there and he, he saw his daughter groveling pretty much. Mm-hmm. But he was like, no, don't don't stand up to them and don't don't kneel to people like him. Yeah. And like, like these people. Yeah. But, I mean. I can't imagine that, man. I, I can't imagine having to raise a family in a the country that's only been around for a couple hundred years that's just ended slavery less than a hundred years before that and trying to navigate the world and they gonna have to shoot me (laughs) King Kong ain't got shit on me (laughs) but I I mean I guess throughout our whole history I mean we dealt with it we've been ups and downs we've reverted back 
Yeah. Even, I mean, we still reverted back. It may not be towards, you know, in every other race, but it's still against minorities to this day. Mm -hmm. To this day. (laughs) Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, man. But, I mean, you know, what are are you going to do? You can't. You can't expect everybody to be the same because they weren't raised like that. Yeah, and the big issue is accountability. That's true too. You know, as much as we love the phone and the camera holds a lot of people accountable, which is, if it weren't for this phone and the camera, this whole this whole butterfly effect in this for the for the 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 recording of the death for the George Floyd mm-hmm. for the people seeing it, it never would have happened. This never would have happened if, yeah. it, if it wasn't for the phone. So. Even now with our AI and our camera technology and the different things that we're implementing and creating, hopefully it'll, it'll you know, just... Hopefully it'll dissipate because I'm tired. I really am. <laughs> a, a lot of it's the, the thing is, a lot of it's the same old shit, man. But I'm tired of, you know... The racism, I'm tired of cancel culture, oh. whatever that is, all these people being uptight about certain things. It's like, it's words. Get over it. It's words. Right. Especially when they try to cancel comedians. It's hilarious. I just like, grow up. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, canceling comedians is funny because a lot of comedians, they're saying things because it's outrageous and it gets a reaction of people. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. And you took it to the utmost extreme. Like, I had a reaction and it was, how dare you? Oh, like, yeah. But sorry, guys, we're just, you know, there's so many things that today you can't ignore and you have to actually talk about it because this stuff, it's a really, it's, it's a really big topic and you know, you feel strong about it because you're not that person. You're not the kind of people to take it to the point where you're like the person that's doing the wrongful, but you're the person that sees it. You're just like, you got to think about it. You got to think before you take action or before you do anything. And the toxic political climate. I can, I could take a lead, man. Kanye twenty twenty, but uh, but anyways, we're getting to the fight with uh, we see the on the military base. Sergeant Geddes he tells everybody he's like, I want everybody into the PT room right now, and they all meet up. And even Hartman shows up running, and he sees Master Wan tries to talk him out of it, but Master Wan's like, No, if I back down now, I can't be considered Chinese. So Master uh, Wan and Sergeant Geddes, they sitting there fighting, which I like how they exploit a little bit of Tai Chi and a little bit more depth. Mm-hmm. Tai Chi is like an intercepting kind of martial art. And, you know, he was using his momentum against Sergeant Geddes pretty much. Like Sergeant Geddes was like fast and he was just using his his momentum and reverting back to him basically. Which Scott Atkins, I mean, I know he's a, he knows martial arts and the dude's rip, but the dude looks... He was like, like Twister was kind of like over the top. Yeah. Scott is a little more pulled back. Or, I'm sorry, his name Barton Geddes. Uh, what are you looking for? My wife is crazy. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but he looks like, even like his boots and his pants tucked in, I'm like, those look like that would hurt. <laughs> like him yeah. swinging his feet. Like that looks painful if that hits you. I don't understand. I could, I could, I was like, oh, what? What did you oh, do that for? Wait, hold on, wait. <laughs> Can we take a timeout? Timeout, timeout. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he's throwing kicks at full force in boots. Yeah. I mean, that's got. I mean, I mean, you can only take so many of those, especially to the face too. I mean, no, no. So then he beats one, and then it man comes in, which is like another 
it man, wrong place, wrong time. Stepping yeah, in, much. to intercept. But um, but it man ends up. Whenever they learn about him being injured, it man calls his son and tells uh, Bob and says, "Let me talk to Ching. I have cancer." Pretty much breaks the news. He's like, "This is why I came to America." And this was for me the most like emotional moment. That definitely was because obviously Ip Ching is still. Um, I said being a brat in my notes, but he wasn't. You know, they they had a very strange relationship, and uh, something such as uh, your only parent left having cancer as well after your mom has passed, and uh, you know, something as and I I think of C.S. Lewis that said something like, um, uh, "We have you know when death comes, we we." It's a two. It's a, it's a two-part agreement. Mm-hmm. We take the joy that we had then with that person for the death now. So the death now and the grieving in the morning was a part of the deal. When we have all this joy and love for this person then. Yes. So, in this moment of quote-unquote death or this announcement, you know, he's going to die sooner than later. Is this moment of, okay, all this, all this problems mean you have. You know, obviously, some of them are just emotions, just reactions, and we kind of just need to forget them. Not forget them, more of address them really quick yes. because this uh, we can't end things like this. Yeah. And now, now time really is of the essence. That's a good point. That's a very good point. But uh, I mean, I guess with with Ipching. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I guess with Ipching and like you know, Ip Man. It, it it all just boils down to like I was said, you know, all that anger is released, yeah, all at once. But it turns immediately into another emotion. It's, it's not about you anymore. It's not yeah. about all your anger and emotion. How I felt. It's like, I'm sorry. This whole situation sucked, and we both sucked. And I love you. Exactly. Can we just? It's all. And I think when Bob says, "Listen to me," your dad has cancer, and then the music starts, and he's like. The way he just kind of moves away from Bob and goes to the the phone right to talk to his dad, all that switching, which is all you talked about, which all happens in seconds. Yeah, it's super powerful. Well, I mean, you just gotta open your eyes yeah. and listen. Yeah, it's just, and that that all of that applies to real life, man. Even if somebody doesn't have cancer, just all the stupid things we get mad about, all the stupid things I get mad about my wife. Yeah. She gets mad at me, all the dumb stuff. <laughs> She's gonna kill you. It's so dumb, but yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna come in here and you just, you just out. You're on the ground or got a black eye. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm hideous. <laughs> but it's true, man. All this because it's it happens mo. It happens more with the people we love the most. Yes, because we're so close, and you know, there's all those all those things, expectations, and blah blah blah. Yeah, but um, but as time goes on, they he learns it and he says he tells the son. That he understands now, and he's gonna teach him kung fu. And I'm sorry I slapped back. you. Yeah, and I'm sorry I slapped you. Basically, just the whole spill, mm-hmm. you know. And I, to me, I was sitting there. I was like, I, I don't know if you know, that. I was getting choked up. I was like, the music too. The music was perfect. I was like, I get, yeah, I got you. I love you too. I love you, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that whole part was right in the that was a really good part. But he tells his son, I got. Uh, he as his son asks. Hey, uh, when are you coming back? And he's like, I have one more thing to do before I come back. And he just hangs up the phone. It's time. You know, it's time yeah. for the big showdown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he tells Hartman, take me to the base. Take me to the base. Take me to the base. But they go, they end up going. 
and we we encountered a part that me and Case were talking about earlier that I thought we really thought we, they were going to hit each other with those jeeps. Oh yeah, so it's close. like a five second shot of a jeep coming on this narrow road, and it looks like it's about to hit another jeep. It's super. It, it, I I caught it today. And I was like, gave me anxiety for a second. It looked like, yeah, it looked like they were about to hit each other. <laughs> but they go on there, and you know everybody's sitting there. And walking all dramatically, Hartman's like, you know who this is? This is Master Ip Man. <laughs> I, I was like, couldn't he just walked in there like, I challenge you? But, I mean, I guess they had to <laughs> had to announce it. But I thought, I mean, I still thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just going in, you're like, I got to let you know something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, but he sits there and he's like, hey, this is the guy that beat Colin Freighter. Call it your karate, your, your karate teacher and gunnery sergeant Geddes is sitting there. And he's like, well, you want to fight pretty much, you know, the whole big tough villain. Yeah. But uh, they get into it and they're about to start. Actually, Geddes, like, he changes his wardrobe a little bit. He's like more free. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, but he's sitting there doing this creepy, like, stretch, like, Trying to get in his head, like swaying back and forth. I was like, like a Spider, but yeah. he's about to be like audition for Spider Man or something. Like, calm I was down. Like, You're too old for Spider Man. I was like, what is he doing? I looked him up by the way, and apparently he auditioned for Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. Batman versus for Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. So I forgot about that. Actually, you know, honestly, he's he, got that jaw, bro. He 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 would be. I think he'd be a, just a fine Batman, even if he wasn't Bruce. You know. Yeah. But uh, I mean. Sky Atkins has been in a lot of stuff, anyways. I mean, his own stuff, but he, I mean, he was even in um, uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, but they they're getting about to get into it. It man sitting there, he's like sizing him up. He's just ready. He's like, bring it on in his head. He's like, I'm about to take you out faster than. What if he said, bring it on, Whitey? They're like, yeah, tell him. <laughs> Kick his ass. Everybody looks at you in the theater like, aren't you white too? I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> but uh. But they start they they start fighting, but like you know, kind of like it man, it man and Juan's fight started the same. They they both started out really strong. You know, they were just on it with them, just you know, same yeah. speed. You know, going fast. Uh, but in this fight, it was a little different, I guess. But you know, you kind of see it man's health taking a little toll at this point too. Yeah, in this fight, it's like the whole fight, any fight he has a scene you haven't seen. Him coughing, choking, or anything mm-hmm. due to the cancer. But this fight, for some reason, he gets hit so hard that he starts losing his breath. But you know, it's to that point that he rallies back mm-hmm. and he's like, "Just let me catch my breath for a second Uh, but he, the way he holds up his fist, he's like, "Is that it?" And he's just like, "One like that one second." You hold on. Give me a second. But uh but I thought it was pretty cool because. They didn't really play out the ground game in a lot of his fights, except for in the second it man. Yeah, because you don't you only see like basically stand up fighting scenes and everything, mm-hmm. kicks, fists, the same old the same old stuff. But you know, this had a lot more grapples. And I guess that's karate wise though. But it man still had to learn adapt to beat his opponent. Yeah, know, even though he was probably beaten in strength. But I mean, you know, skill wise, he's been he's been a martial arts master for years, and he's been through so much. Yeah, and they've made they made Donnie Yen look pretty old in this movie. They did, they did make him. They really make good. definitely a big difference from three to four. Yeah, 
And um, you can see that actually, they actually they did gray his hairs this time. Oh yeah, they grayed his hair, put some bags under his eye, around his eyes. I think they might have added to his chin a little bit, made it look a little saggy or something. Um, but yeah, I like the fight a lot. It's, I mean, it's weird because it's. I know he's the villain, but it's not like Ip Man One where it's like <laughs> it's like. China invading Hong Kong, oh, yeah. and we're gonna fight somebody who's terrorizing our country. This is more like just a white it's dude who's just, just kind of racist and asshole. It's really just a fight for honor, pretty much. Yeah, you know? respect for Wing Chun on the on the base, and uh, it was a good fight. A lot of cool shots. Oh my gosh, that dog! <laughs> Wild. But yeah, I mean, I I, I really, simmer. <laughs> I really did enjoy that that fight scene. <laughs> It was it was really good. Yeah, um, and he beat when he beats his ass. Um, uh, there's something about when it man punches really fast, it gets everybody excited. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody in the theater was going, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, take that. So thrilling. And uh, well, I mean, he kind of he dismantled, he completely dislocated his. His, oh yeah, his elbow from his arm. That punched actually punched him in the throat. He, we've always seen it, man. Put his fingers to somebody's throat. Like I'm about to, I could finish you if I wanted to. But this time he's like, Nah, I'm gonna do he it. Actually, did boom. It. He's like, <coughs> I was like, <coughs> I thought I told Xavier, I was like, This is probably the closest it man's ever gotten to killing somebody. <laughs> Pretty much. He, he never. He didn't even do it to uh, Colin. To uh, not not even that. Like in the first it man. No, he didn't. He didn't even. He just stopped right there. He's he like, I could. Uh, this should. This is basically you're surrendering because. I'll kill you. I can. I, I'll kill you. I hurt you. Oh man, call. He had, he had it on Colin too, and Colin's like, <laughs> <laughs> Colin Freighter. loser. Well, I mean, it, as it, as it comes to a closer close to the movie, they uh, it kind of shows it. Uh, it shows that Master One is has easily reflected on it, and he says this is far. Like far way too late, but I'm sorry. And he has it, yeah. man. Like, when is your when is your son and yourself gonna come live with us? And it man's just like, well, the grass really isn't greener on the other side of the fence. Yeah, and I was like, he's right. It gets worse. No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then Yona comes in, gives him medicine and candy to take back to uh, Ipching back home. Then we have the plane. The plane looks really low. It does like, look really too low, <laughs> but, but he goes back home and he's welcomed at the door by Ip Ching and Ip Ching takes the bags from him and it pans into them practicing him showing Ip Ching how to basically work the wooden dummy. Yeah. And he tells Ip Ching, Hey, basically like this is my final chance to show what I, yeah, I've, this is I'm, really, this is the legacy. Yeah. Right. Which is, just film it for me. Film it for me. And uh, you know, right there, I'm just like. After he says "film it," you're like, you know, it's coming. Yeah. You're like, <sighs> it's like, no, I'm not ready. And then they show that awesome montage from like mixes between three, two, and one. And Donnie looks so young. It man one came out in 2008. This is 2019. This is 11 years later. We finished this freaking quadrilogy. You get a little emotional there, man. You you're sitting there, you just like, man, we come for so long, and you know, I just stumbled upon it one day. I, it made me think too. I'm just like. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. And, you know, it ended. I'm glad they ended it because I know that Donnie wanted him specifically saying this that he wasn't going to do any more kung fu films. He would want to do his own type of action mm, really? uh, films. Yeah. So he's done with kung fu movies. Hmm. But, 
he's not done with like action for yeah. like, fighting movies and stuff. I want to see more. I want to see more stuff, man. I love Donnie. Oh yeah, I got I got plenty of movies. Oh, I know you do. Um, be yeah, that montage, and then it kind of just cross fades into the uh, his funeral, which we, all we really get is. Um, I thought it was his son walking, but it's actually Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee walking up to his casket and his picture and just paying his respects and uh, kind of fades out from there and yeah, says he died at age 79 and, you know, a couple years after 1960. What is it? Was it 1969 he died? It was, it was 1960 something, yeah. 60 something, yeah. Well, like they, uh, but yeah, it shows that and shows basically about the Marines incorporating martial arts yeah. into their regiments and stuff and all that. But, that's how it ends, and it, honestly, that film is a really good ending. Yeah, uh, it doesn't try to over the, to be over the top or anything. Yeah, but I'm glad that they actually incorporated Bruce Lee into it because I I guess it was kind of good for the build up though. Yeah, you, know, you see little Bruce Lee in the second one. Yeah. the third one you see Bruce Lee come in there kicking the cigarettes, and then actually in the fourth one you see him in action. So. Yeah, I actually thought they might have done more with like him teaching all his students and really more based on his legacy rather than it was a little more personal with him and his son than obviously this little side story with the Navy and whatnot. But I guess if you know if you're gonna make Eight Man Four, you're gonna make action. You can, I guess that's just how they decided to do the do the story wise. Plus, Bruce, you thought Bruce would have showed up and kicked uh, somebody's booty at the at the base? Ooh, that would be nice. Yeah. Straight up, like they just, they all three of them show up. Just ready, you ready for this? <laughs> yeah, ready for this. Uh, but so, like we said before, this the theater experience obviously kind of elevated this for us. Um, what did you think? Was this your first time rewatching it since theater? Mm, actually, my second time. Really? What yeah. you, What do you think now? I mean, as far as the first viewing, I mean, anything? Is it you know? Have anything changed? Opinions changed? Mm, I've no. I I felt like. It wasn't as long as it was. I agree to that, yeah. Because, I mean, it went by a little quicker. But I guess that's what comes with the movie theater experience. You know, you're in a dark, fully dark room. And you're just like, you know, you're hearing everything. But time goes by. But even whenever we got there, it was like daylight. And then we left. Yeah, that's true. And it was like really dark. You know, immediately, I thought, I was like, dang, it feels late. But it was only like maybe nine thirty. did we get 10? boba before or after after okay because that was damn good i was boba. surprised it was still open at that, that time that was some too. damn good boba god dang. <laughs> uh i would say that um i still like it a lot i think i think like i said it's still a good movie uh the, the theater experience just elevated a little more for me yeah that's why i give it an eight out of ten because it's just so much fun watching it uh it was a different it's it's crazy how much it makes when you're watching with people that want to watch it, yeah. rather people that are just there to get away from their house or something. Honestly, out of all the like the like the trilo- quadrilogy trilogy movie closings that I've seen, mm-hmm. it's got the most well-rounded yeah. like, around it. Like just to you know that stopping emotional, you know, this is the final fight. Yeah, you know, you better just strap in and get ready because yeah. there's not going to be anything else. But you know automatically that you've been around for this group and i feel that's how that's how we're gonna be with john wick too i mean seriously i mean they've made so many movies but they've been so successful because it's following a story it's yeah. following history pretty much um but i thought that this one had a, a really good close and that's what really captivated me and captured me yeah into that and, and just kept me going mm-hmm. what's uh what's your favorite out of the one two three four 
Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I think for me, I might say one or two. I like I like one. Actually, I like two for sure because it has Master uh, Master yeah. in it. Yeah. I like two for sure. But, I mean, three, it brought in Max Shang. Yeah. And he was fighting. I like the whole sequences between him and it, man. Like, you know, both of them, they know what they're about. And they're mm-hmm. just, you know, two titans that are really good at what they do. I mean, I love that, but probably number two. Hmm. Um, well, man, this is this is a fun movie to watch. Um, this is a great series. It's crazy how it's been on for so long, and I'm glad they finished it the way they wanted to. And uh, I don't know, man. This is. I hope. I hope we get more stuff that kind of trickles over into our mainstream Western world over here, because. We need it because our action movies are garbage. We do. We do need more. And, you know, people are telling me, like, you don't like this? I was like, never say I don't like this kind of, our kind of action. But there's so much that goes into Eastern action. That you don't like taking three? <laughs> even even uh, Bollywood movies, there's so much more choreography oh, that goes into it. They work on their craft. Yeah. They, chore- they, they practice rather than... All right, we're going to have a stunt double in for this shot real quick, and then uh, we're going to cut back, and we'll have you step back in real quick. These dudes did their own. This dude, Donnie did his own stunts, bruh. Jackie Chan does his own stunts, bruh. Who else does their own stunts? Keanu Reeves. Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. But see, Tom Cruise doesn't do like martial arts. Yeah. He does like just, I don't practical. even know what his. It's like kind of like practical stuff. Yeah. It's not too specific, but. Uh, one of um, one of my favorite kung fu series for sure. Uh, we're gonna have to watch End of the Fat Dragon. Maybe talk Ooh, about that yes. if it uh, if it fancies our taste. Quite there's also some more that I can show you. Like uh, there's a I don't know if you ever heard of a man called Tony Jaw. Mm. There's movies that he made. He made a trilogy of movies called uh, the Ong Bak series, and it's uh, Thailand like Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. I'll show you that one for sure too. Hmm. Well, I mean, you need to go on like a Twitter thread and like of all your favorite and what you recommend. That'd be pretty great. Because that would be pretty good for the peeps. That's a good idea. So follow Xavier and me below. Uh, thanks, Xavier. Thank you for being here. It's yes, kind of late. Uh, uh, Remy, Remy, thanks for making all the noise. <laughs> Love you. Um, thanks for listening, people. And hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying sane. Uh, if you ever need anything or want a recommendation or have a recommendation for us uh, just reach out we'd love it and hope we can i guess we can get through the rest of this year together (laughs) please don't be afraid don't be afraid we love you um go watch a movie go watch whatever's on now oh i mean i was gonna say whatever's in theaters but i forgot where don't go but you know you know what we mean watch something oh watch attack on titan oh yes you're welcome we love you